0: All right, hey everyone, welcome back to the Missio podcast. Uh, We are continuing our series called Seeking God's Kingdom First. And today we're going to be looking at something that I think is actually hugely important, um, which is what it looks like for us to be people who live by the power of the Spirit. And so if you guys remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the Spirit of God coming to humanity as was promised by the prophet Joel, who said that God would pour out his spirit and our sons and our daughters would prophesy. And so now that the spirit has come on his people, there are some, there are some distinctions that are actually really important to understand. Um about what the Spirit is kind of doing in the people of God. And so we're going to be looking at kind of a well-known passage in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 26, which says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Now, what's important to know here is that Paul is making a distinction between what it means to live as people who do not have the Spirit as opposed to living as people who carry the spirit within them. And so he lists this way of living apart from the spirit. He lists things like immorality and hatred, drunkenness, jealousy, fits of rage, selfishness, things like that. And these are like not the entirety of a list, you know, that Paul is saying, here's like the only ways that are Bad to live, or whatever. His point is looking at the city of Galatia, which is where he sent this letter to, and, and he's seeing so many of these things becoming pervasive in the city. And, and he says, "Now look, it's it's pretty easy to live in those ways, you know. But but pe- but people who carry the Spirit of God within them, we we live differently than this." And it's and it's interesting because most of the ways that he says are contrary to the spirit are actually deeply interpersonal ways of living. You know meaning they have an effect on the people around you whether you realize them or not. Think about things like fits of rage, you know we often believe that our brokenness only affects us personally. And and Paul's point is to say it doesn't just affect you alone, it affects a great deal of the people around you who have to manage what they see in you. So like rage tends to affect the people around you, oftentimes the closest people around you. However, one of the things I really want you to notice, and I think it's super important, is to say that just because we are people of faith doesn't mean that we will never experience or live out some of these things that negatively affect the people around us. You know, in in our broken humanness, we will often gravitate towards letting the parts of ourselves that are the worst parts of ourselves loose on the people around us, and most often the people that we love the most around us. You know, being a person of the Spirit doesn't mean that you will never again experience anger or rage, even uh, addictions, pain, feelings of resentment or the like. What, what being a person of the Spirit means is that you will recognize those things in you and invite the Spirit who is also in you to continually work to transform those things into what we read in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22-26. through 26 where anger and hatred are replaced by love and patience, where resentment is replaced with joy and peace. You know, I think one of the things that we've done wrong as churches is to tell people that being a follower of Jesus is defined by seeing the fruit of the spirit at all times. And if like we don't see the fruit in a person's life, then obviously they are not actually saved. And I'm using air quotes in that in that moment. They're not actually saved or a follower of Jesus as if you're never going to experience the negative emotions or things on that list that he mentions that are the flesh uh, once you become a follower of Jesus. And I think we either forget or we intentionally just don't tell people that there will be many moments in their lives where the fruit of the Spirit will be the last thing that we are portraying in our lives. But those moments don't disqualify us from life with Jesus. And it's because the fruit of the spirit, you know, those things love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control are not things that just magically take hold of our lives so that we never experience the other parts of who we have been transformed out of. And again, I think look, listen, one of the spirits, one of the fruits of the spirit is patience. So if patience is something that the Spirit is trying to infuse within me as a follower of Jesus, I bet that he, the the Spirit, is also able to be divinely patient with me as I struggle to be fully changed out of my own baggage, right? In other words, I believe that as followers of Jesus, we are all in process and on a journey of transformation that doesn't happen in a moment, Which means, like me, you will experience many moments of the worst parts of yourselves. And that doesn't mean that you're not following Jesus or infused with his spirit. It means that you too are in process and Jesus is working to daily infuse you with his character and goodness. So use that spirit of patience, right, on yourself. And trust in what he is doing in you. Now, again, that's not to say that we shouldn't strive to live more and more into the fruit of the Spirit, because we should. We just shouldn't condemn ourselves or the people around us when we fail to do so in the moment. All right, so also, I want you to notice that Paul talks about this difference between living by the flesh and living by the Spirit in the context of one of Jesus' greatest commands. And so Paul says in chapter 5, verses 13 through 15, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh, rather serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out. Or you will be destroyed by each other. Then he goes on into this conversation of what it means to live by the flesh versus living by the spirit. And I think we tend to forget that the reason he has this conversation is to help us better understand how to live into this one command to love your neighbor as yourself. We can't love our neighbor if we are raging at them, right? Like, that just doesn't work. I was listening to a podcast this week and they were discussing Sabbath and how the intentional practice of Sabbath is what leads toward compassion. Because compassion takes time and patience. And if we don't have intentional space for rest from the busyness of life, then we will never be compassionate people because we literally will not have the time for it. And see, the opposite is also true. She said this that research has shown that our constant busyness leads to a greater propensity for corrupt and abusive living. Now, why, why do I mention that? Because the whole point of the command to love your neighbor as yourself requires a slowing of your life so that the Spirit has room to turn you into the image of Jesus, who will help you love the people around you in ways that you just simply cannot do when you're moving so fast in life that you can't even see the people around you. And the fruit of the Spirit in you will create all these things, right? The love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, all of which are lived out in the context of the people around you. Think about this. Which of those fruits of the Spirit is done in isolation from the people next to you? None of them. All of them require a depth of interpersonal relationship with the people around you in order to be fully lived into we cannot love our neighbor as ourself if we just don't even ever meet our neighbor and spend time with them. This passage is not meant to tell people of faith to never experience that list of the flesh in the verses prior. It's meant to say that as you are being changed out of that list, these fruit are what you should start seeing more and more as you intentionally live into the calling to love the people around you. See, the fruit of the spirit of God in us is helping us do the things that we just simply cannot do on our own, which is to create love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control in ways that will impact both your life and the lives of the people around you. And That's what it means to live in a kingdom and to have the fruit of the spirit in that kingdom. Uh, Thank you, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful week. Bye, everyone.